0: Hello and welcome back to the Around Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt, and joining me this week, like every week, is Dave The Rave. Hello, Will. <laughs> I'm and Michael Breslin. Hello. How are the two of you? Are you all right? Good, mate. Yeah, all good. How's things? That's not too bad. I was just thinking, as we did the run-up to this podcast, what nicknames haven't made an appearance for David Harris. And Dave The Rave, oh, no. an early one, but yeah. also a very tame one, a very tame one. Uh, I couldn't remember the um, where it came from, but there we are. I thought I'd do it.
1: Mate, yeah, that's been around for years, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Before we get Even down... Even when I was a little kid, people used to say that. Was that because you were start raving mad? Probably well. <laughs> were, you, were you giving your football takes out on the playground? You're over there like, Scott Parker better than Gerrard.
1: Well, I used to, used to knee slide on concrete, so that had issues. You did <laughs> what? <laughs> Not knee slide. I used to slide tackle when, like, primary school oh, on the concrete. I had no, no boundaries for uh, My knees.
0: I had visions of you doing the for knee slide. No, seven. sorry. You're just like I meant, losing I your I legs. Meant
1: slide tackle, not knee <laughs> <me just> slides. <laughs> slide tackle on concrete. Oh although my I did, word. Although I did knee slide on Astro turf in year seven, and that really hurt.
0: <laughs> it the end of a promising career. Yeah, for my knees, man. Christ, you many was football? All right, quick question before we get started underway and we talk about football, which is what we're here to talk about. So, for the rest of your life, you can only have, you can only have one type of sandwich. <laughs> oh, what on. type of sandwich are you having? Because this is this is a question that I've not I'm yet to hear a good answer for. Oh,
1: right, so to, you mean it, it could it be a be good one. answer, but it's not your answer, so it's no, not in no, worthy
0: no. No. No, one's, no one's answered the questions, because <laughs> there's a lot to take into account You've got to ask lots of qualifying questions, like is a toasty separate to a sandwich? Oh,
2: fuck toasties.
0: Is are in the mix for a
2: sandwich.
0: Do, do you, do you get to use, like, a baguette? Oh, it's a sandwich. A baguette's a sandwich. Baguette's a sandwich. Oh, That's cool. a, sandwich. a burger, yeah. not a sandwich, OK? And I think uh, that the other was if you say oh if you say for example I want the cafe rouge please sponsor the podcast steak baguette <laughs> the only sandwich, the only way you can ever get a sandwich is by is going it to cafe go there yeah. so what if cafe rouge closes down sandwichless for the rest of your life <laughs> <laughs> the only sandwich you'll be having is a nookra sandwich once Dave's on a few down the but- boozer
2: <laughs> oh for god's sake oh, it's, it's a white baguette bit of butter tuna mayo bit of lettuce
0: Gosh. Look, do you know what? Let's sweet stop
1: the podcast. Corn. Oh Yeah. Oh, that, mate. oh that's
0: woeful. Sorry. Oh. What did you say, Mike? mayo in sweet corn. This oh yeah. The, oh.
1: Mine's much more no, I rate it. It's not a boring answer. I'd say mine's gonna be quite boring. Oh, no, there we go. Mine's just mine would just be ham and cheese. Oh no. I love
0: ham and cheese sandwich. No, no, I mean I mean it's a versatile sandwich but it's that. there's a ceiling to the ham and cheese. There's a ceiling. What's yours will? I Go think on, it's got... coleslaw then. I think no well I don't have a good answer for this. It's a terrible question. You imagine living your life at only one. Well once well I was also going
1: to say some of the answers says what if what if you said BLT it's going to
0: take you no, longer
1: no. to make that. You've got to think of a sandwich you can make quickly so I see you, you, like don't, also. Don't, you
0: don't, can don't. buy do the BLT is, I uh, think, but I think yeah. the BLT is the answer.
1: I but think... then, yeah, but what if you want to have a sandwich at home? Like, just you've got to pick something. I'm with Mike, Mike. I know Mike, <laughs> making... he's thoroughly upset. <laughs> I don't know if Will was ever making a BLT for himself.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> No no you see, Sponsored the thing is, is you're actually. thinking over, What you're thinking over here is, uh, I'm thinking that if I'm having, if I can only have one sandwich the rest of my life, it's not because not having this sandwich every day. I couldn't live like that. Couldn't live with that <laughs> constrictions on my life day. The BLT would have said I'm having cheese sandwiches would, every day. To be honest, the special occasion. But the advantage of the BLT is, you just want a bacon sandwich, lettuce, tomato, off on the side. Boom, there we move. <laughs> now what do you think it is for a strategy because one of one of our friends i won't name his name because i'm not giving any any free promo on the podcast um he said he would just stack this sandwich full of stuff and then whenever he didn't want something he'd take it off so he's talking like tuna mayo in one part no in the other part bacon lettuce and tomato on there as well he's basically looking like a big wet soggy tower what do we think of that as a strategy? Because I, I was disgusted. And I'm, not I'm disgusted I mean,
2: by it too. I mean, it's fine, but can you really ever be asked to make even one of those?
0: That is true. That is true.
2: I think what if you also, there.
1: what if you don't eat it for a little bit? You, you won't keep for that long. Then you have to eat four parts of it in one sitting. That could be uncomfortable.
0: Well, that's not a problem. I don't. Think it's
1: that's, a, that's a problem.
0: But you're spending all that time to make that sandwich, you'll be hungry by the end of it. Yeah, you better be eating it. What, 20, 20 minutes there, isn't it? 25 minutes.
1: Yeah, but if it's got if it's got <laughs> loads of parts, you you just want lunch, well, you don't want to put yourself in a food coma <laughs> for an afternoon at work.
0: I've got I've got, I've got a follow up question, then we really will talk about football. Um does this conversation change if I'm saying toast is an option? No. So you're still taking the ham and cheese sandwich Yeah, over I'm turn. generally not
1: a big fan of
0: Toasted sandwiches to
1: be no, no, do like no, no, toast
0: general, toast, general toast General
1: toast don't really eat
0: toast all that you much toast Only as a snack
1: what, Maybe what like, do you once, eat? Maybe once is, a week Toast is the staple I only have a banana yeah. for lunch For a breakfast
2: the,
0: what what the One slice of bread in the toaster Bang <laughs> Yeah, but banana's my friend man Bre- What are you <laughs> Will you have it on your toast, press? Oh,
2: you can have just just butter. Standard just procedure, you know. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, is it, if you haven't tried it, that of crunchy biscuit spread. Ooh. Ah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad, it's not bad. It's a bit much,
2: though. It's sauce, mate, that is. A bit I'll much. tell you what.
0: That is no, sauce. it's spread, actually, Mike. Dave, actually. <laughs> oh, you've ruined it. What an open, <laughs> ruined. Ladies and gentlemen, that'll do us for this week if you want to find more about <laughs> You'd find at... no, no, right? No. Oh, look at that! Seven minutes into the podcast, let's start talking about football. Um, I tell you, it's not like we were like you know. There's only a few small games this week to talk about. There's plenty of action. Let's start with the obvious one. Um, eight games in, we probably had um, the first title decider: Liverpool versus Man City. At the head, had one-one. Tons of interesting stuff here, um, going on which we'll get into, but. First and foremost, lads, what did you think of it, it as a spectacle? Did you enjoy the game?
2: First half, yes. Second half, no.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Dave, for you, did you enjoy I it? I thought
2: it was. Yeah, I thought it was quite good because it was
1: a competitive game. I thought it was always both teams were always in it, so fuck off.
0: I enjoyed Get off that. Off. The second half,
1: no, I enjoyed it.
0: Shite! It Absolute awful. shite. Right, I'm, I will ask a question later what, on that will change. Well, what things. if I tell
1: you that one of the reasons I enjoy this game is because I managed to find a good stream that may or may not have been paid for? If the constabulary are listening, it was if definitely the paid If the constabulary are
0: listening, just know that the Inner round podcast is big proponents of the pay-per-view medal, uh, medal? model and has never um, streamed an Arabic stream and put the uh, official Chelsea FC commentary over the top of it. Um, never done that, never happened. Um, but anyway, moving on. Let's start with Liverpool, um, because obviously point away to your main rivals is, as we've said many a times, like the blueprint to winning a league title. Um, but it was certainly an interesting one for them because pro- they're looking pretty strong, but they went into this game without Thiago, they went in without Van Dijk, they went in without Fabinho. Fabinho, who last year, his his play... In the fixture at Anfield, sitting on De Bruyne was a massive part in why they won that game. Also scored the opener. Were you fearing the worst for them as they went in, or did you think that they would have a good chance?
2: I mean, they start. They obviously started with Piotte, Mane, Firmino, and Salah all in all in the starting eleven, which I didn't think was a uh, a thing you could really do. To be honest, and then mm-hmm. it was a case of looking for whether they are actually starting as a front four, and they really were. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it was, yeah, a was a
2: genuine 4-2-4, four, 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 mm-hmm. um, which was wild. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. I don't know if I... Certainly not for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to do that against City, it's either I felt it was either going to come off big time or backfire totally. And for about 20 minutes, it really was coming off beautifully. Obviously, they got the penalty... Um, which Salah dispatched. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to be fair, City were, couldn't really get out of the half for about twenty twenty five 25 I'd, no. I'd say. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at the lineups, those names that you mentioned who weren't playing, it would have been a bit of a concern for Liverpool. So it ends up as a good point, I would say.
0: Yeah. So, um, Dave, I think it was an interesting one, wasn't it? Because much has been made of um, the... the... The loss of Van Dyke and Matip came back in in this one, and he was asked to do a lot of one-on-one defending. Um, were you because we've we've talked about how we're worried about Liverpool centre half and worried can Joe Gomez anchor a defence? Were you encouraged by what you saw from Matip as Gomez's essential defensive pairing in this one?
1: Well, yeah, I thought Matip was actually pretty decent. To be fair to him, uh, especially given you know Man City, not many more tough. Tough opposition. I thought he defended quite well. Um, obviously, there's a Gomez thing that I'm sure we'll touch on. Uh, mm-hmm. that maybe brings his performance into question a bit. But I mean, one thing I've certainly felt taken away from this: if they had had Van Dyke, they still would have conceded that goal. So, yeah, I don't think they could have defended any better. There was no nothing where I was like, "Oh, Van Dyke could have got that," and they didn't. So.
0: What about what about looking looking beyond this game down the line? Do you think that uh, they showed you enough here to anchor a title-winning defence? Oh,
1: I mean, don't know it's well, so, early days to be saying that, but I I thought they definitely seemed to have a decent enough partnership, which was encouraging.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They they seem to communicate quite well. I thought, which is obviously promising when your main your main defender's not there, the other two are still able to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mike, as um, the in and around podcast's foremost um, Firmino correspondent, um, let's talk about the Brazilian in this one because he's had a real rough um, run of fixtures, and combined with Jota's great form, has led to him being a bit under question. Were you surprised to see him start this game?
2: Uh, Well, given Jota's name is on the team sheet, yeah, I think I was. (laughs) To be fair. (laughs)
0: But were you surprised? You were, and we were surprised by the four. But were you surprised it wasn't a three without Firmino?
2: Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be—the three mm-hmm. without Firmino. Yeah, that—that's probably. I mean, I'm not—I'm not a genius, but that's what I was expecting. Uh, so yeah, to see, <laughs> Laugh to see I'm not a genius. <laughs> that's uh, a great, we, that's great. That
0: is got that from the sandwich conversation, my man. But let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. So, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. I don't think he had his best game either, to be honest. Didn't see too much out of him, but...
0: Second game running, didn't create a chance, didn't get a shot on target. Yeah,
2: that's, that's, that is a little bit worrying. I think this might be one of those where you take him out the firing line, especially with Jota playing so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't seem like a bad time to just give him a couple of weeks off. Well, it's international break, so he's got that. Anyway, but... um maybe just give him a week or two out and see if that'll help when he comes back into the team, if he can get his place back.
0: Yeah. Dave, do you think that, I think obviously Firmino's a a good player. No one's suggesting he's not a good player. No one's suggesting he hasn't performed magnificently for Liverpool. But do you think the time has come that they really need to explore other options? Because that front four is, um, that front three, which has been so potent, really is missing Firmino level of production he hasn't got and what I'm trying to say is he's he's not performing at the level we've grown accustomed to but and do you think it's the time has come to perhaps think about moving into a slightly more fluid system with Jota
1: yeah I think I think it's probably time Firmino wasn't great last year um he's also not not really looked like he's gonna be anything like the player that he has a reputation of of being I think it's time to, to change. He's had, you know, more than enough chances to to perform. Um so I know. I think he's still integral to how they play at principle. But I think actually in terms of it, they could probably be better off shopping and changing now. There there's oh. no real need for them to to keep him in. Like I think if Mane or Salah weren't performing, I'd still say to keep them in. Uh, but with Firmino at this point, I think it's definitely time to, to try something different, I would say.
0: Yeah, Salah continued his fine form. I know it was only a penalty, but he was dangerous and he looked good all the way through. He sort of looked, when you ask him to play up front, he sort of has to play with his back to goal a bit. And I think you lose a bit from him. But I think that's maybe one of the only things that Klopp's slightly worried about in terms of he's almost that you keep Firmino there. So you've got the structure and allow Salah to play at his best. But there we are. Um, Speaking of.
2: There's there's always a lot to having your best players in their best position.
0: There is. There is, Trish. Salah
2: is definitely one of their best players.
0: Yeah, probably the best, I think, this season.
2: Yeah, probably this season. I know.
0: A big, big Marne fan, but Salah this season has been another level. Um, Problem for Liverpool. Trent not having a good season, as my fancy scene will tell you. Um, Injury. Doesn't seem to be an easy replacement for him, particularly with Gomez who filled in there when he'd been injured before, having to play such a big role at centre half. Liverpool's fullbacks obviously a massive way of how they attack. Are we worried about a? Are we worried about their ability to break some of the teams who are going to sit in a bit without Trent there?
2: Uh, yeah, this this could be the one to watch because it's going to be probably Milner who's going to fill in for him. I would assume maybe Neco
0: Which- Williams
1: and. I don't know, maybe they'll try and give him a run in the team.
2: Yeah, maybe they will give him a game or two. But he, I don't know what as much about Williams, but obviously Milner's going to be decent defensively, but probably a bit more limited going forward compared to Trent, which most right-backs in the world are. Yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing a lot of onus will, will be on Robertson, who's probably the less creative of the two, I'd say.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Trent and mm-hmm. Robertson, normally. So a lot more pressure gets heaped on him to create and like it may well cause them some problems coming against the teams that should be, which there's going to be a lot of teams doing against them, I would, I would imagine, mm-hmm. this year.
0: Yeah. I think, at, zooming out for a second from one team and looking at the game as a whole, um, we've seen a lot of Pep versus Klopp over the years, be it Liverpool, Man City, be it um, Bayern, Dortmund. Seen a lot of it. One thing that you always used to see was both of them love to have control of the midfield. I think it's one of the big plays that they love to do. Um, in this one, um, both of them seem to give it up because the start of the second half, De Boim was basically playing as another foot up in a four. You had Liverpool's four and you had Aldam and Henderson versus Rodri and Gundogan. And it was honestly one of the weirdest things I think I've ever seen a Pep Guardiola team do. I didn't know what was going on. I was, I was like for for a guy who's who's lived and died by his possession of the ball it was it was weird at times um and i'm not sure that it really worked for either of them did, you, did i felt that i found them a bit disjointed all of them I, I don't know was that just me
2: no particularly that second half i think is spot on mm. particularly was neither team seemed to want to take a risk or get anything going yeah. particularly really um which made for not a great spectacle but like you said I've I've never seen a Pep team so just yeah disjointed I guess is the word
0: they just con, they just conceded the ground and then but the problem was they, they be conceded never, ever do they were conceding the ground to a team who didn't want to take it is what I'm trying to say
2: yeah, um, it was almost like they just kind of shook hands at half time and went let's just
0: have a one let's yeah, <laughs> um so thinking about city um, they also had their own injury worry in that um, Aguero wasn't playing. Um, Gabriel Jesus started front, nicely taken goal. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, with, they we're probably looking at this game with a different complexion if Kevin De Bruyne um, scores that penalty. But what did you make of City's performance as a whole? Because it, it felt it felt like it was quality and bursts. I think must be how I described it. But it wasn't it wasn't classic City.
2: They certainly weren't free flowing, attacking like we've the last few years we'd have come to expect from them. Um obviously Liverpool hadn't penned in for the first twenty five or so, as as I said earlier. But sometimes I wonder if City do that. I feel like they did that against Leeds and they kind of work it out and then they tweak something, which they must have done, and then they started getting through the second half mm. of that first half. Yeah. Um, which is obviously where the goal came from and the penalty. And they started look, using their possession a lot more um, in the forward areas and actually breaking the breaking the front four mm-hmm. press. Um, in general, it was an OK performance. Yeah, obviously the, the context changes if De Bruyne scores his penalty, like you said. Mm. I, I don't think they're as good as they used to be.
0: <laughs> no, no, I think we'll come on to that. But I thought it was interesting the way that, um, Liverpool set out to deny Rodri the ball Because we have sort of think of Rodri as this um, Bit of a A mis... Not, ah, I don't want to say like, We obviously... Well, everyone knows he's good But everyone sort of is not... Doesn't see him as the Fulcrum of that City team the way we thought of Fernandinho But Firmino and Salah Were really denying him the ball I think Gary Neville mentioned it in commentary yeah. too um, And ah, I just... There used to be that no one could go to the Etihad and make City not play their football. Even if, even if they lost, they played their football. I guess what I want to ask is, have they lost their air of superiority? I think so. Yeah, why, I'd say so. Why do you think they've lost it? Where do you think it's?
2: I don't know when it went, but I'd say for about the last year or so. Teams think they can stop them from doing what they've used to do there there haven't been as many That maybe there has but I don't feel like there's been as many fives and sixes and they're not tearing teams apart like they used to um,
0: and when there has they've been against bad teams yeah this isn't the city that this isn't the city where Leicester came to them and Leicester were like fourth and they took them apart five nil using Leicester for example but like the yeah, fourth but place they're, come they're just in. not
2: going to do that anymore
0: yeah, when they beat Sarri's Chelsea 6-0 and you were like, the gap between them is so massive. And I, I guess the other question is, these two teams who got who got 98 points and 97 points, I think, respectively, a few seasons ago, who were so far and away atop, of, atop the league, um, I guess, do we feel that they're there to be hit at, Dave? Do you feel like it's a real yeah, chance?
1: I think it's a real chance someone else this season, if, if I'm honest. Um... Obviously, Liverpool, injuries, well-publicised. Man City as well, I guess you could say, with Aguero. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say so much for Liverpool because they still look pretty up there, but Man City look like they haven't really managed to settle into any sort of stride this season still. Um, hmm. As Mike said, I've noticed that especially this team used to be so fluid going forward and it just doesn't seem to be there this year. Um I, I don't know. I, I think also with the current climate of the season, just with how many games and the European games too, I think it just opens it up maybe for for someone else.
0: Do you, is this a case of is this a case of City and Liverpool getting much worse, or is this a case of the teams below them getting much better? I think there's
1: I, I think there's a lot of things to to say about that. Really, like. Man City, always Man's, well, Liverpool are always going to look worse when they're without some key players, like any team would. Same with Man City. Their defence, they keep having to chop and change because they've got fitness issues, especially with Laporte. Um, and also the current climate is affecting every team, especially those that are playing more games like the European games. I don't think this is a Liverpool or Man City thing. I think this is a teams competing in Europe thing that, when rest is more important than ever, the teams below them are getting that extra three or four days, mm. and, and they're not. They're constantly having to rotate. Um, but having said that, I mean, I don't want to take credit away from the teams that find themselves near the top or at the top in the case of Leicester, because they do look really good. But I yeah. don't think this is really Liverpool or Man City's fault for uh, for the teams being up there. Um, I think.
2: Mark? Uh, I think, uh, well, obviously Liverpool were going to come down a little bit of a level from last year because they were just such a joke. Yeah, <laughs> they were just so much better. Yeah. So they've come probably down a little bit. City, I don't, again, I don't think are themselves either. And a couple of the teams are, are probably a touch better. But it is just a weird season. There's been some bizarre results. Although it does seem to be settling down a touch.
0: Yeah, though. it is settling down.
2: <laughs> um, Maybe we'll get some more uh, normal results, as it were. Mm. But it, it could be an interesting season. I think both of these are definitely there to be shot at. I don't think. I think Liverpool would probably be my favourites right now. But I think there's a fair few teams who can look at this and think we've got a good shot here.
0: Yeah, I think there's a. I think I. I think they. They don't. We, <sighs> They don't feel invincible anymore, which I think is the key thing. A bit of the aura's gone. And I think for City it's been a gradual losing of the aura since they had a few results last yeah. season. For Liverpool, I think it the aura was caused by um Jordan Pickford's boot, I think is the best way of describing it.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so I think. And Villa. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point, because like City, like when we watched City get beat on the counter multiple times last year, and we were like, oh, there's a way to get at him. That seven-two loss to Villa is a massive, I think, showcase into the rest of the league. Hold on, these guys can be, these guys can be got at.
2: Yeah, now I know that I think they've won every game since then, oh, apart from this one, or maybe they're unbeaten or something. But still, I think that showed everyone there's a path to, yeah, like you said, a path to get at these guys.
0: Well, it's it's like it's like everything. It's like with the, it's like with the you take the Invincibles as well. That as much as great as they were, there was also that lack of belief in other teams that they could beat them
2: yeah
0: and that plays a part with actually going for it um you've already
2: beaten before you've even arrived
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um interestingly enough before we get on to a few questionable decisions in this game i want to get some i want to get your thoughts on something that klopp and pep said so uh, um full-time they asked pep what were you talking about and pep with Klopp and they said that they were talking about five substitutions and how the rest of the world seems to say that they want five substitutions and the Premier League apparently, according to Pep, thinks it's special and can get away with three. And then Klopp was railing against the scheduling after the international break. He said, we've got lads playing in Peru on Wednesday night and you want us to play at 12.30 on the Saturday. It's unrealistic. You've got to help us out. Now, we know Klopp's a whinger and we know Pep can be a whinger. Couldn't help feel, as I watched Alexander-Arnold go down with an injury, a calf one, that they were absolutely justified in this.
2: Yeah, I think this time they actually were. (laughs) Quite often, I think we have sat on here before and had a go at Klopp for winding, but I think on this occasion...
0: I think I can get on board with muscular injuries, not that Atletico beat you because of the wind, you (laughs) whopper.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I I think it has been... Maybe the stats don't back it up, but I feel like there's been more muscular injuries this year. And it's no surprise given the short turnaround between seasons, as as Dave alluded to, these two teams in particular are playing Europe, Prem, Europe, Prem, Europe, Prem. Then they're playing for their international teams, and then they're back in the Prem, and then they're probably playing another game in Europe again. Yeah. And if not, there's probably a Carling Cup fixture, which none of these players would likely play in. But it's... There are too many games in the too short of period of time mm. where the, you're going to get some injuries, aren't you? Mm. So, uh, go on.
0: So, Mr. Harris, because me, yeah. me and Mike, I think, we'll be fully in as two fans as the the bigger teams, shall we say, we've probably, I'll I'll
1: take that. We've got more
0: more vested interest, I think, in there being five subs, because we've got larger squads to pick from. So the the Mm. drop off from, the drop off from the third one along on Chelsea's bench is a bit different from the third one along on Crystal Palace's bench, for example. Mm -hmm. So as someone who's got a bit more sympathies to those who find themselves in different situations, what do you think of the idea of having five subs back in? Is it too much of a competitive balance?
1: No, Uh, I think, I think, if anything, it's only fair to the players and mm. the managers because <clears throat> you see, you see in every game anyway, even before this climate, there's always the odd game where I'd say every week there's at least one team where they've used all three subs and you can see a couple of players are dead on their legs in normal times.
0: Timo Werner. <laughs> every given, game this week. Poor man. Given that.
1: Given that they've got such a ridiculous rotation of not rotation, ridiculous like schedule of games, um, I I think it's not crazy really that they haven't gone back to five subs. I'm all for it. I think against that, I think it's even with the competitive edge, I, I do get that argument to an extent. However, you're naming what seven players on the bench every game. So, yeah, are you honestly saying that teams in the league don't even back five of the seven to come on are you are you naming three or four subs every week and you're like oh yeah I won't actually use them i have no intention to use them it's nonsense Kep surely well yeah well he's definitely well, Kep, seven Kep of him, seven <laughs>
0: and mark salander on our bench that's true i think, I think exactly would tell you. so if
1: you bring on if you bring on five dorsch would still on yeah. the bench
2: um, I think he would say he's, he doesn't want to use half of his bench. Really? Yeah, but...
1: He wants to use half his team. I just... Especially given they allowed them to do it after the restart, I find it weird that they've cut that short. And that, Yeah, I, I, think I just it, think it's, it's fair to prem- all of the... I think it's fair to it's all only of the, the players prem- that they allow them to have five subs.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, I did think that was strange they voted against that to be honest. Hmm. Okay I, It seemed like a, It seemed like a
0: Seems like a no-brainer
2: Thing to, to do Yeah but There you go No-brainer
0: No-brainer for the health Of the players Um.
2: Yeah I guess At the end, I end of could... the day they're, they're the ones Giving the product
0: Yeah Right Let's do this then Consensus decisions The first one of the game Is it a foul On Raheem Sterling In the build-up To Man City being, uh, Liverpool being awarded The penalty Yes Yeah. 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 If Sterling goes down, is there any difference at all between the one that was given as a penalty and the one that wasn't given?
2: No. Oh,
0: no. Can we blame VAR for that or can we just blame terrible referee?
2: Um it's just the state of refereeing that you have terrible to Terrible referee
0: isn't gets one on the board. There we go. Um in and around
2: Dengo. In and around Dingo.
0: In yeah. and around terrible <laughs> referee. If you had was, who was was it Michael Oliver? Michael Oliver?
2: Who's ref in the city game? Yeah.
0: Craig Paulson. Craig Paulson. Oh, I don't like him either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is there any refs that you like? I can't think of I, any that I like. Who was John Moss
0: ref? Was he John Moss refing us at the weekend? John think, Moss is a fraud. John Moss could not keep up with the game, and I, I felt He's I never felt,
1: been able to, I swear. I, I was swear like
0: he's never right. been able to. I was like John Moss. It's time to go and join Peter Walton on BT. And, and by John Moss' defence, he's 50 years old now. By the way, Peter Walton, congratulations on finally growing a pair and disagreeing with two refereeing decisions in a week. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, it took possibly the worst penalty decision I've ever seen for it to happen, but it did happen. Right, <laughs> speaking of penalty decisions... We got there. Because this is a slightly more contentious one.
2: It was John Moss on the Chelsea game, by the
0: way. Oh, I knew I'd seen him somewhere. I think it was Anthony Taylor in the VAR just polishing his head. Um... <laughs> So, the Gomez incident that led to the penalty that De Bruyne obviously missed. Um, I think it's a penalty. I think you think it's a penalty, Harris. Yeah, Uh, I I do. So, Mike, why don't you think it's a penalty?
2: Okay. so for a start, how else is he supposed to run? He's trying to defend that. I don't... I just don't understand how he's supposed to defend without you. You can't run without your arms out. You just can't. That's that's point number one. Uh, just... Hold on, the I'd dis...
0: like I'd like to dispute that point. There was a kid at ask at, at my primary school who he, he, he used to he used to like put his head down and he ran like side to side. And instead of his arms going out like that, they went backwards like he was a road runner. So it is possible.
1: Right, of course, to was... inquire who this is
0: was off camera. I... No, there'll be no names off he... camera. Oh, no, well, no, well, no, no, no one knows her on um, camera <laughs> <laughs> um, unreal interestingly enough though um, he never made it to elite level sports so carry on Mike
2: yeah so that was going to be what I was about to about to say um, yeah I mean the distance for this one at least is a bit further than one I'm sure we'll, or I hope we'll discuss later uh, <laughs> one.
0: it won't be much of a discussion um, well, no. Okay,
2: we can just slate the rest for that let's, one.
0: Let's uh, let's let's just make sure we get his name up. Um, so Dave, why is it? Yeah.
2: You? Uh, and also, he, he sorry, just to quickly finish, oh, he's what? just he, he's move, He's trying to get his arm out of the way. He is. Oh. Yeah. It, I think it's him. on its way out the way. It
1: yeah. I think he moves his hands into uh, the ball. Yeah, yeah. I think he yeah. I think he realizes that he's 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 wrong footed in the fact that he can't adjust his body to get in front of it. So he sticks out his hand out of instinct. That's what I thought at the time as well. But I think he's... he's trying to block the ball but he realizes that his body's not getting that. So he sort of and I'd sort of get your argument Mike but he had enough time with this to react
0: no, I, I get I get your argument about him being in a natural position, Bres. I get that. I do think the difference between this one and the one, the Kilman one, I think particularly is the level of distance that the ball's travelled. I think it has travelled a far enough distance for me to be comfortable with him, giving that. The second thing is, if you just look at the context of it, he's blocked a ball into a dangerous area with an outstretched arm, which isn't... Like, it's not the most... It's quite high up. It's not the most natural running position. I think... There's enough here that this, to me, doesn't feel like a particularly contentious penalty. This I can see being given years ago. I can see this right now in a really close West Brom-Man United game. It's the 92nd minute, so Alex needs three points to win the the game and move on to the title. I can see this being given and Wayne rooney sliding at home. I can see it. I can see this before. This is perfectly fine.
2: I don't like it.
0: But luckily, FIFA doesn't run on your whims, Michael Breson. Otherwise, Joel Linton would have 30 goals awarded to him every season.
2: Well, I'm not saying that. I just like just like a bit better of a handball rule,
0: to be honest. That goes without saying. And um, I did see a couple. So I want to run some this past you. Right. This is... I can't tell whether it's mad or sensible. Are you ready for this?
2: If this is off Julian Aron's Twitter, I'm, I'm genuinely not continuing.
0: It's not off Julian Twitter. Oh, no. my
2: God. I was
1: fearing that it was. I'll it's off honest. Marcotti. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. No, it's oh,
0: not. No. No. It's, off, um, it's off just a random Twitter user. I found it in the comments when I was reading about how good Hacking Zeeh is, um, which is what I do a lot of the time now. Um, number one, <laughs> if the ball strikes a defending player's arm in an unnatural position in the penalty box, penalty and yellow card. We agree with that. Yeah. If the ball strikes a defending player's hand in a natural position in the penalty box that blocks a car, a goal or goal-scoring opportunity, it's a penalty but no card. So uh, if if just your arms keep reading them, I'll let you know at the end. So if your arms at your side. And it hits you, it's a penalty if it blocks what would have been a goal. Okay.
2: So, so hold on. So, where was Gomez's arm then?
0: Gomez's one was would it... have been a penalty either way. And you would just debate the yellow card.
2: Okay. So, would you give him a yellow card then?
0: Yes, I would. Because I think it's a stonewall penalty. I think right, it's a penalty it... also.
2: But under those rules, is his arm in a natural position?
0: Yeah. It's out, blocking so, the ball. So...
2: Yeah, so why is he getting
0: a book in then? Oh no, I don't think his arm's in a natural position. Yeah, I think it's, it's
1: in not a in natural position.
0: position. No, I think it moves towards the ball.
1: Yeah, yeah I think he moves it towards I think he moves it towards the ball. Um, okay, right. Are All you right, ready? Ready, ready? Ready for number
0: three? Ready for number three? If the ball strikes a defending player's hand, arm in a natural position in the penalty box, but doesn't block a goal, goal scoring opportunity, no penalty. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that, Will. <laughs> Can you just see how wild this is going to get? No, but there's more, lads.
2: Yeah, because it's... this isn't clearing anything up.
0: No, so no, it so isn't. Far. If the ball strikes. What a waste defend... of time. If a... Wait, but the difference is, Mike, is is the ball goal bound? It seems to be the difference. If the ball strikes a defending player's hand, arm in the penalty box, but would have been blocked by another part of the player's body anyway, e.g., the chest, no penalty.
2: That's already not a penalty.
0: Yeah, surely it's already not a penalty. No, I think the idea is, the idea is to say you're, say you're at a 90-degree angle um, and you've got your hand on your thigh and the ball hits your hand on your thigh. Not a penalty. Interesting. Interesting. Are you ready?
2: Um, Obviously is that deliberate. interesting?
0: This is, this is 2.1 in this guy's points. Obviously, deliberate That's slash brilliant. intentional handball in the penalty box, but not denying a clear goal-scoring opportunity. So this is clear... Handball, deliberate. It's a penalty in a yellow card. Obvious, deliberate. I'll
2: be honest, mate. I'm lost. I don't know where I am. lost. No, oh, and I'm Do
0: you want man. to know why I read all of this out? It's because this guy sat down, spent 30 minutes, and still hasn't found a good answer to the handball rule. So what answer does anyone have? It's a te- it's, it's, ridiculous. Well,
1: I was waiting for you to read all those uh, out, and I'm like, actually, I don't care.
0: <laughs> no, it's like, as soon as you sit down and try to work out the different permutations of what the handball handball rules should be you lose your brain because you're like there's no way of doing it fairly because you have to be able to read the old way you have to be able to read minds you have to be able to see intention this way you see too many ridiculous ones given I don't know the answer and that's why I read that out because no one knows the answer there you go the,
2: the old like, way was better
0: uh, I'm not sure the old way was better you just like it because it won your league titles oh dear <laughs> One these days will come here and we'll There's a-
2: nothing that can win us win league titles at the moment.
0: Tell you what, what interesting enough today. Megan, oh,
2: maybe a new manager and a new squad.
0: Megan Rubino was saying, uh, "It's how disgraceful is it?" I saw that. How disgraceful is it that Man United haven't invested and sorted out a women's team? I'm like, they can't sort out the men's team.
2: They they also do have a women's team,
0: <laughs> do they?
1: Yeah, yeah, they do, but they only they only funded it a couple of years ago, which yeah, is her,
2: not this year, her argument year really. Oh, they,
1: they never cared before. Frankly, I don't like Raphano so, saying
2: she's I... eighteen months late to the party because they have gone. For...
1: <laughs> no, she no team. no no. She was angry that they didn't put any money or anything towards it until twenty eighteen, and they signed a couple of the American players this summer, apparently, which she was moaning about. I,
2: I don't know. So she's annoyed at them for not spending money, and then annoyed at them for spending money.
1: <laughs> she's basically annoyed so what, at do, them for what not.
2: What she you want?
1: She's a, well, she wants equal pay for a sport that gets uh, like a thousandth of the earnings. But yeah, anyway, wait, different wait, topic. Wait, 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 different
0: topic. That is true, but that is true. But, there's, that is true, but you, you, you can't you can't have a football doesn't reach the level football reaches without serious investment. That's no. their argument. So their argument is that you don't you have to put you have to put levels of investment into the game to make women's football as viable as men's football. That's their argument. Yeah, but that takes time. It does, but her, their argument is that no one's doing it at the level it required. I mean, the group. Make of that what you will, but that is her the argument. League,
1: the league's been growing pretty fast in recent times. I'd say
0: people are doing more than they ever true, have before for true, it. True, but to be honest. Especially, the, especially here. I don't the know. Quickest about way, the quickest way to grow women's football in England is to release a Bendit like Beckham, too. Because Bendit <laughs> like Beckham, uh, if, how are you supposed to find yourself a husband, Dave, if you don't? Like Gobby. Like, what's yeah, going on? That's true. I've not got a segue here, That's, so let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk. Let's talk about. Um, I think probably makes sense to talk about. Hold honestly. on. Sorry, what?
2: Yeah, on that game. Is this you, Dave, who's written this? Hate to say it, but Greenish is class. Absolute baller. Give him the keys to Birmingham. You did not write
0: that, did you? I did
1: write that, Mike. My oh, head I, was my gone. Lord. No! He's, He's class,
0: man. Oh, I no. can't even deny <laughs> it anymore. Give the keys to Birmingham. Wait, oh. the Birmingham. You're not going to uh, be allowed back in St. Andrews, son.
2: I don't oh, care, I, I I man. Oh, I was oh, in a very... No.
1: It's just in a weird headspace when I wrote it, but I was just like... He is he is brilliant I can't deny it anymore. So oh,
0: I've taken a picture. Unbelievable. Oh, you're a picture of that.
1: That's all right. Yeah. So um take a picture of my Charleston comments on yourself I'm also.
0: I'm colouring it in the villa colours. Oh no, don't do that. <laughs> Dave, I've got a second question for you. Um along the along the lines of that. Um, do you reckon that Chavi and Iniesta have pictures of Grealish and Barclay on their walls?
1: Uh no.
0: <laughs> because uh, I saw that suggestions on Twitter anyway anyway <laughs> <laughs> three, ball, three ball, Sakuromo, Watkins John McGinn had a, had one ruled out for offside Com- comprehensive victory for the Villa this isn't one of those ones where it's a smash and grab on the counter Villa dom- Villa controlled the game played really well played some really lovely football not that any of us saw anything other than the highlights because pay-per-view continues Um. Yeah. Yep. We all had Villa tips for relegation. Right? Yep. Yep. Thought fighting it at least. Yeah. They've sort of fallen off a cliff a little bit since the Liverpool game, but is it right in saying that they are wildly better than anyone, than they have any right to be, basically? Yep. And my question to so. you question to you, is, are they still a one-man team?
2: Um, Not on the evidence no. yesterday. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. They, they still rely on Greedish a lot, and he's brilliant. But the good thing uh, for him is, now they've got Barkley, who he can link up with. He's got Watkins, who he knows will actually finish the chances. He's got McGinn in midfield as well, who obviously scored the disallowed goal. But we know he can create stuff as well. He's good. Um, he they, they've got a lot more options as far as creativity and driving the ball forward and actually being able to score a goal compared to what they did last season. So then they're, they're not as reliant on him. They're not a one-man team, but they still do rely on him a lot, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dave? Dave?
1: Uh I think
2: they rely on him. Uh oh,
1: I'm gonna regret ever even putting that as a joke, aren't I? Um anyway, I think he's still the key part of the team, but there's components around him. Uh I think Ross Barkley is a really good signing. Um Douglas Louise has looked really good since the restart, to be honest, which helps. Um i I'd I think, obviously, it's still the most important part, but I, I don't think it's fair to call them a one-man team anymore. Because, no. And also, they play like a team, whereas last season was literally just trying to get the ball to Grealish. And that was it. I They've, feel there are a lot more than that this year.
0: They play quick, fluid football. And the fact that you've got McGinn, Grealish, um, Barkley and Douglas-Louise, all ball players in the... Um, midfield areas really does help them with the quick transitions so it's quite an interesting comparison to Arsenal who despite all the great work that Mikel Arteta does and yes he's he is still a good manager he's not just Benitez who enjoys a taste for kale um he's 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 yet to find a way to not make Arsenal stodgy and I think particularly in games like this occasionally they're going to get battered Arsenal occasionally they're going to get battered and create nothing um has the time come to have an Aubameyang conversation? Yes. Do we get him he, in the middle again?
1: Yeah, he's been dreadful. It's been so bad.
0: Mike, what is it about Arsenal and signing players to a contract and then having them play less? <laughs> Good.
2: Oh, I don't know what happens over
0: there. Do you, you want to start, rez are you going to bring go up his he, XG because I was about he, to find it? If he keeps going at a current rate, Abamyang will accumulate two point seven six XG this season. Two point seven six. Interestingly enough, as Palace, Harry. Kay- <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> Harry Kane amassed a greater XG against Wexbrom, Brom zero point six nine than Abamyang has managed all season zero point five eight. Okay,
1: yeah, lads. Wow.
0: Abamyang's non-penalty. Kane was yeah, Bamieeng's yeah. non-penalty
1: xG this season: Fulham zero point three one, West Ham zero point zero four, Liverpool zero, Sheffield United zero point zero five, Man City zero, Leicester zero point one two, Man United zero point zero six, Villa zero. His non-penalty xG, as we'll just said, zero point five eight. That's a big yikes!
0: It's really yeah. big yikes. Now, especially I, I...
2: when your mate next to is not scoring at a rate you should be.
0: Yeah, I'm, I've am flip-flopped my opinions on Arsenal so much, and particularly on Aubameyang being out left. I've flip-flopped all the time. I've written about how I like it. I've written how I like Arteta's focus so much on structure rather than the individual. But even I'm watching games like this where they're, they're totally bereft of creativity, they're totally bereft of any attacking thrust at all. And I just I, I just feel a bit... I don't quite understand what there is to get excited about with Arsenal. No. Cause it 'cause it's not like if... they're really young and they're gonna get better. they front th- their front three is the combined... I think I think they're all above they're all in their thirties. I mean William's is already a part still... restaurant owner, so like It's luck like, as that not like
2: twenty eight.
0: Yeah, he's two... Williams three days away from getting on Kitchen Nightmares, both for his play (laughs) and both for his record.
2: I don't think it matters how old Lacazette is. Oh, wow,
1: Lacazette's actually 30 in May. So, wow, he's a bit
2: older than I thought. This just doesn't seem like a game where El Nene should be playing. No, but... El Nene feels like, right, this is going to be quite a comparison here, but here we go. Here we go, I'm ready, I'm ready. It feels like what Fergie did with Jason Parks. I was just thinking, the uh,
0: here but we why go. Why is he
2: playing against Villa?
0: Jack Grealish. Someone's got to mark him. Cause it, let me tell you now, Jack Grealish did things to Bellerin in this that should land him in prison. Like 25. Yeah, so Keys okay, to Birmingham, if, priest to board, Marsh. That's what he needs. <laughs> Honestly. If, if Nene's not
2: marking Grealish, which he, he obviously didn't do a great job of then. He's not creating anything,
0: is he? No, but who is creating in that Arsenal midfield?
2: Well, surely, you Love and or something. Well, surely I can think of someone more. who's not registered. He could. Ah, uh, well, here it comes.
0: But Mike, isn't there a isn't there a claim here that they're so bereft of creativity that even in games like this, you could see Özil off the bench for twenty-five minutes.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think he should, I do think he should be in the squad. I think I said that when we spoke about it before, but I, I don't think he should be starting games. But at least have him to you offer some something. Yeah.
0: yeah, not a good, not a good result for the Arsenal. Um, but the Villa. Fine, fine. Uh, well, the reason I mentioned they're doing better earlier is where where do we see them finishing this season? What kind of what kind of we've got in in our heads now?
1: Oh, nothing, nothing crazy. Well, to be honest.
0: Well, I wasn't predicting fourth, Dave.
1: Well, I was, I was going to say like 13th. 12th, 13th. I need
2: to work out who I think is better than them, which is probably about half the league. They'll probably finish like 11th, yeah, 12th. Yeah, yeah I, somewhere in there.
0: I had an argument about Tyrone Mings at the weekend. I argued that Tyrone Mings wouldn't get on the Chelsea bench. I don't think he would either. Oh, I don't think he would either. But I think he doesn't get on the bench more... I'd hope you don't not...
1: think it, will. you are arguing it.
0: <laughs> more because more because he's not a ball-playing centre-half than he's him being better. I mean, it depends. Is Andres Christensen on the bench? He probably gets an over him. But okay, I just get want...
2: concert Get Konza Concer
0: in it. Konza has been really good this season. Really mm-hmm. good. Did you know he's fourth in winning the most fouls in the league? What? Yeah, I saw that and I was like, that's yeah, wow. wild. But you yeah. know why? It's because he's become expert at getting his body there and then getting tapped on the back. And going down, getting the decision, which is what Raheem oh, Sterling good. should have done. It's what Raheem Sterling should have done. Right, let's move to the last game of the week that we're going to bother talking about because just ladies and gentlemen, if you just want to know what's going on over at Stanford Bridge, they went 4-1. Hakim Ziyech is the best player to ever play the game of football. And we're quietly, quietly becoming into a nice team, but we're not going to talk about it because we're not raising the we're not raising the expectations yet. We're not we're not going up there. We're not going up there yet, because then then we've got plausible deniability for when it all goes wrong. Anyway. Anyway. And it will. And what what you mean it will? Are you yeah, trying, to trying to tell me in the bottom half? Are you trying to tell me that Ben Cheer will having more shots than Timo Werner in a game is a bad sign? <laughs> 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 are you telling me that Aki Ziyas won't play like the second coming of Pele, Mares and Messi every game? Because <laughs> I don't believe you for a second, sir.
2: <laughs> I mean he is a wizard, but
0: that the expansive passing of Kante in the number six role is not waiting to go wrong. I mean, <laughs> let me tell you now, I'm both <laughs> excited and nervous, but i tell you who I'm not excited <laughs> or nervous about. It's Leicester City, who beat Wolves 1-0. We talked about Wolves last week, but I think now is a good time to revisit Leicester because they're sat a perch at the top of the league, um, beat Wolves 1-0 on possibly one of the most ridiculous penalty decisions I've ever seen, um, which we all... Yeah. With. Terrible um, Our biggest questions Running up to the season for Leicester was which Leicester Are we seeing? Pre-Christmas Last year, post-Christmas Got our answer, pre-Christmas Mike, mm-hmm. are you ready to reopen The Church of Johnny Evans?
2: Uh, I love Johnny Evans Yes <laughs> But uh, Leicester, I still am not Convinced Why not? Well, they did this pre Christmas last year and it's pre Christmas
0: this year
2: and they're doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be like Newcastle in five weeks' time.
0: But isn't there, isn't the difference here? Is last time that Jamie Vardy, for example, was overperforming his XG at such a rate that we were like, there's bound to be a regression. Whereas this time he's not really overperforming the XG. I think it's what? I uh, like a goal. If you normally. Yeah, that's fine. But.
2: They're still bringing Wes Morgan
0: off the bench. Ah, so. oh, my favourite point. I love it's saying a, it's a world classic. Yeah. I love saying that how I love saying that how they're like a, they're like an injury away from Wes Morgan coming off the bench. Like Wes Morgan, captain. They're Morgan. Not, now
2: they're not even an injury away. They're, that's where they are. He's got
0: knees creakier. Than a pirate ship. Like, he needs to not be anywhere near his squad. How'd you keep going through all these things? And Wes Morgan's your backup centre half. I do not know. But,
2: no idea. But no, I like
0: that. They're good, though. They're actually good.
2: Yeah, I mean, they, they went to Arsenal and got a result, which obviously puts them in a bracket with Villa. So they're probably, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that. probably 10th or 11th, maybe.
0: <laughs> no, but. Dave, for you, Leicester, are you convinced?
1: Yeah. I'm not convinced they're a good team, but I'm not convinced that they're going to be fighting for the title this season. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I think they're a good team, but as Mike said, they totally collapsed last year. So, and what they, They've got to show me some consistency because we've literally seen this all before. Last season. But isn't
0: there a difference here in that last year they were? No, because last year, year I skin. thought they were
1: bloody brilliant and then they were terrible. Isn't isn't the three point months
0: later. Isn't the point that they were they were artificially that good in the first half of the year? And that this time they're actually the metric seems to suggest that this is sustainable brilliant. I mean, yeah Okay,
1: possibly, but there's still thirty games left to go, well. And No,
0: no, no, it's. Yeah. I think they 20, look
1: good. I twenty five
0: till Ben Chilwell lists his uh, Premier League trophy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God. God, I'm gonna hate him in like six weeks. If
1: Chelsea somehow win the league with five games
0: left, well Chelsea are the top scorers. Chelsea win Chelsea win the league. I'll be unbearable on this podcast. <laughs> could you <laughs> imagine could you imagine how much shit I'd talk if Billy could oh, a no. League trophy? Could you imagine? Uh, anyway. Well, yeah. imagine if Emerson
1: won a Premier League.
0: Emerson been really good this season. When he's come, on. are you okay? He's <laughs> actually been really good. He really good. Turns out when you haven't got a bloke with spaghetti for arms and goal, everything's okay. Anyway, back to Leicester. <laughs> back to Leicester. Back to Leicester. Uh, I guess what I want to know is if you're Leicester. Uh, you've had this great start again. What's a, re- what's a realistic aim for the rest of the season? We, we think in...
2: If you, can get, if you can get into the Europa League, I think that'd be a pretty good season.
0: Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. I just wanted to see... What where you think, Will? No, I no. Mean,
1: I, well, I'd, I'd say, say top now. four, but they're in top four for like 36 game weeks last year and still didn't get there. There's a lot of convincing for them today for yeah. me. I, I'd personally, say Europa League.
0: Personally, Dave, I think there's an open spot in that top four because Ollie's tricky Reds. They're not looking so hot, are they?
2: We are awful. Don't worry about us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not... No, you shouldn't be. No,
2: we're still mean, in the bottom half, <laughs> we've, for God's sake. We've
0: got, the, we've got the second coming of Ashley Cole at left back and you've got James Corden, so I think we're fine. <laughs> <bad. laughs> All oh, right, He's quietly, true. quietly, by the way, quietly. Two things about Luke Shaw. Been brilliant the last month. Really... Real. Secondly, he gets an injury when the new card comes out. Come on, Luke. <laughs> I You've got to it respect is. it. I saw a tweet the other day, which was Luke Shaw saw Alex Tellers' crossing against PSG and then realised it was, the game was up and he had to start doing it himself. I was like, that's phenomenal. Anyway, I guess that will um. That will do us for this week. Um, Mr. President. if the people want to find out what In and Around's number one Firmino expert has to say about all things Firmino and perhaps pretenders in the northeast, where can they find you?
2: They really are pretending to play football up, up <laughs> there, aren't they?
0: We will talk about Newcastle next time they come on. because oh, please, can we not? Because they'll have just beaten Chelsea. So there we go. <laughs> If that happens, <laughs> oh really my bad. word. Away at St. St. James Park, what's it called now? The Wonga Arena? I don't know, Mike Ashley. Fuck off, you noms. Like, what are you supposed to do? Anyway, Mr. President, where can they find you? Uh,
2: yeah, at uh, Mikey Breslin on Twitter.
0: And All please please let Mike know what you think of his choice of sandwich. Now, Dave Harris, the Jack Grealish super fan, where can they find you? Oh. Uh, at twitter at
2: dave harris
0: <laughs> underscore at twitter <laughs> this is a new art you, you can also find dave harris at dave harris utv um, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at but please don't please instead follow us at in and around pod on all the socials uh, including vimeo um and if you want to find out more of our thoughts, including David Harris on why he thinks Dion Dublin's Birmingham's greatest head striker, you can do so by coming up to Um We actually will not be here next week because it's another international break. And as you know, that means that Gareth Southgate gets out his best padded waistcoat and actually goes about <laughs> fucking over football for a few weeks. Um, <laughs> he's got three games. Can he fit all 17 of the right-backs he's got in the squad? Into all of this game. <laughs> and we will be back. When will we be back, Mike? We did work this out. Well,
2: two we, weeks today. So
0: the 23rd. The no, 23rd. It's going to be the 24th for you. That's a little peek behind the curtain, viewers. 24th for you. We'll be back then. But um, until then, again, read our thoughts, listen to the old episodes. Particularly good one where Dave says Diego Simone, but the um, And that was before revealed himself as <laughs> a closeted Villa <laughs> fan. Um, until next time, goodbye.
2: Cheers.
0: Are you not saying goodbye or you save all your love and joy? No, I'm, I'm in silence.
1: Uh, <laughs> You're in silence. Be... <laughs> <laughs> I'm in silence. You're on in the north. Thought. What's going on? No, just because that's going to be used against me for, for
0: years now. Yeah. <laughs> <it>? <laughs> Do you mean is the title of this episode Dave loves Grealish? LOL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Again, goodbye. Incredible.